Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your, your host of Belt... Veltrans. Veltrans. Well, Veltrans. Veltrans, huh? Yeah, we're Veltrans tonight. Uh, you know. Sound like Velveeta? It, it could at be. At the bar it, earlier it, at Mia Gazes, were you it, sitting it at the bar there tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've only opened the show for eight and a half years. Uh, you know, there's no reason that I'd uh, get the introduction right, you know, but because uh, now not only uh, here we are on WATD, where we uh, broadcast on WMEX. Uh, uh, we're broadcast on the TIC network, and let's not forget our new partnership with uh, friends at the REITs across America. So we uh, uh, welcome to all our new and old listeners, and uh, uh, we are very happy to be partnered up with REITs across America to be, uh, you know, doing all the great things and being involved with all the projects that they're involved in. But uh, boy, tonight we've got uh, a repeat show. Uh, uh, talking to Chuck before the show a little bit, that we reminisced about having these uh, these these two great uh, sports uh, uh, broadcasters on. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we have the game of the year coming up this year. Uh, uh, we have a, a a veteran of one of the games. Uh, just quickly introduce Bill Bill Tealy from Boston Scientific. Bill, thanks for coming in tonight and. And, and sharing your experiences. Thanks for having me, Greg. And, Meet Navy. And, and when did you play? I played from 95 to 98. And who was the general that that thing that came in and talked to you before you get big We did game? have General Schwarzkopf, myself. Oh, the General Schwarzkopf. Yeah. yeah. Not the other one. Not <laughs> the only one I know of. Okay, it was, it was that one. That's what I thought. Well, without further ado, let's welcome the two gentlemen to come in. So uh, uh, why don't we have our friends... Uh, We'll let Army go first, only because it's alphabetical, and uh, the Marines don't understand alphabets, so we'll just tell them, you know, to wait at the end of the line. But, uh, uh, Mr. Army, are you out there, sir? Is that Rich DeMarco here from Army Radio? Yes, sir. Mr. Army, but I appreciate the intro. Can't wait. Well, Can't wait to talk. I love I love doing this spot every year. Well, we, we, we love having you. It's really a thrill, and... Uh, Boy, um, you, you know, we're, we're, I just can't say how honored we are to, to, to have you folks on here. And uh, uh, thanks for taking the time tonight. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to ask you to talk a little bit about the team and what you expect. But uh, uh, without ado, we, uh, we, we, we need to introduce your counterpart from the Navy. I think, uh, you know, the tide's only in for a short time, so he has to watch uh, that, that he has to get back out. But... Uh, my friends from the Navy, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Good to, good to be with you guys, as always. And introduce yourself, please, so everybody would get your name and, 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 and who you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm Pete Medhurst. I broadcast the games on the Navy radio network. Very nice. And I think both of you gentlemen have an, a, a, a numerous years in, in broadcasting the games. And uh, uh, if tell us, what's it like to, to uh, get prepared for this, this weekend's game? I think for me, it's 
really the you know the culmination of the whole year, and I think it's something that you know each week it's interesting because I and I'm sure Pete does the same, and he could tell you. But you know, you watch you know your future opponent, obviously games, and you're also you know keeping tabs on you know teams you're going to play you know down the road, right? But you're always keeping tabs on the Navy game and looking at what they're doing and everything because you know that's probably the team and the opponent that you know the best, right? So. It's almost as if you know a lot of these names the whole year when you're doing the prep because I follow Navy, I follow Air Force, I follow you know a lot of those teams that Army is going to play frequently, but especially the service academies. So it's kind of the culmination of everything. So that's that's the best way I would put my prep for the game. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I, I think the, the other thing, too, is Rich and I are in the rare task where you know, the players that we saw in the game last year, a lot of them are the same players in the game this year. Unlike college athletics, where you need a scorecard every year uh, to tell the other team's roster, uh, that's the beauty of this game. You know, the, the players that we recognize on the roster uh, from the other team, guys that have been terrific players uh, for Army year after year, uh, that in the rare instance of college athletics now, uh, for the most part, you've got guys that are playing four years. Uh, at their respective school uh, on both of these sides. And uh, that aids in preparation alone because you've actually seen the guys uh, that are playing for the other team, uh, you know, previously. So that helps in preparation uh, an awful lot and is, quite frankly, a rarity in college athletics now. You, you, you're so true. Uh, uh, I'm a, I, I used to be a big college basketball fan, but every year, years ago, the, you know, the players would be around for three or four years. You got to see Tim Duncan, you know, down at Wake Forest uh, four years and and recruiting, and oh boy, who's going to get him? But uh, uh, like you said, uh, not anymore. They're one year and, and two years and out, but uh, uh, that's congratulations to, to both your squads that, uh, you know, we get to see them four years and, uh, uh, you know, grow up through the ranks playing the sport so it really makes you must make you folks uh real real happy to be able to talk about uh what they did the years uh prior as well as what's going to happen the next day well the great thing is 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 rich and i get to know these young men on these teams and you know with the different sports that we have at each academy you know you get to know these players you get to know their families uh, in many respects, and it aids you in telling the story uh, of these players and these families and some of the things that these families overcome. I mean, maybe has got a, a pair of twins that, uh, you know, within the last year lost their mom, lost a grandmother uh, due to complications from COVID, yet they persevered at one of the toughest academic institutions uh, in the United States of America and the senior classes for both Army and Navy. Think about their journeys and the interruption that COVID brought to them. A lot of those young men could have uh, decided to leave at any time and say, you know, hey, this this isn't for me. It's not worth sticking out. But uh, their uh, ambition, certainly to play football, but more importantly, what they initially signed up for, and people kind of forget that, you know, when you, when you sign up to play football at Army and Navy, you're signing up for a, a greater cause, and that's at minimum to serve your country for five years. Uh, upon graduation, and I have so much respect for the senior classes on both sides in this rivalry because they could have rolled out at any point, and a lot of them could have found a college football home uh, doing something else. But uh, their resolve uh, to finish 
uh, what a lot of other people, thousands of kids, apply to both places and don't get in. But the ones that are hitting the finish line this year, uh, I have an even greater respect for what they've endured uh, during their time at both West Point and Annapolis. And, you know, just to, to move off of Pete's point, um, just look at this year, though. And, uh, again, bigger than – and Pete brings up the great point about, you know, they could have walked away at any time with what they've been through the past, you know, few years, COVID, transfer portal, um, and everything. But, you know, look at look at this year for both academies, right? Started slow, you know, for Navy, you know, the last month probably playing by far their best football. Army losing a lot of close games, really – you know, disappointing for most of the year, and then coming in with a two-game winning streak and playing three very solid games. So, you know, for one of these, for one of these academies, and this is where I start, you know, really looking ahead to Saturday, and one of the many things that's at stake. You know, one of these teams is going to walk off the field Saturday saying, "Wow, you know what? The beginning of the year really stunk, right? And you know, persevered, played good football at the end, and you know what." we're leaving with a win over our rivals to end the year on, on a tremendous note. The other's going to say, hey, you know, the beginning of the year, you know, it was up and down, didn't know where the season was going. We got hot, but you know what? We didn't, we didn't play well enough at the end of the year. So, you know, it, it, some similarities between the two team seasons, and really that's going to color, you know, the outcome on Saturday is going to, is truly going to color how this season um, is ultimately remember, remembered for Army and Navy. Well, I'm sure there's uh, some carryover from the team that uh, loses that next year where most of them are going to be coming back. I'm I'm sure they remember what it was like the year before, uh, uh, judging by what, what you're saying and the, and, and the level of importance that uh, all these players put on, on, on this game to kind of put a, 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 an exclamation point on, on their season. So... Uh, I, I, I can't imagine. I wish I had the chance just to suit up and go stand on the sideline. Uh, uh, it must be a, a, a great thrill. I know Billy's over here smiling uh, that he uh, uh, really enjoyed his time there, I'm sure, and, and playing in this game. There's no other game like it. I mean, you, we were fortunate to win three or four when I played, but I'll tell you, the game that we lost my junior year, we we took a whooping, and it was in uh, the Meadowlands, which I don't like playing in the Meadowlands at all because uh, we never seemed to pull it out against Navy um, to the tune of last year as well. But Philly, we always had good luck, and we always played a you know a four-quarter game, and we actually came came from behind my senior year and won, and um, and it was something that you you looked at the entire season and just said, you know what, we we did it, and it was just we pulled that game out against Navy. It was an awesome feeling. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, and this year's game is going to be in Philadelphia. And, and gentlemen, what do you think about coming to Boston next year to, uh, down to what I always call Schaefer Stadium, which it was called back in the in the, in the 19th, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back years ago. Uh, metal benches. Oh, boy, it was cold there in July. It was cold to sit in those benches. Uh, but now we've got, uh, we're welcoming the game back to, back to Boston next year. How thrilling for us to receive you this game uh, back in uh, uh, coming to our hometown. What, how exciting is that going to be for us? You know, we're going to start partying. I've already gotten some phone calls about some tickets to, you know, what can I do to, 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 to get involved and stuff because we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be heavily involved uh, with that game. We've been uh, asked to participate already in some of the pre-planning. So uh, 
it, it, it's going to be a great game, and we're going to have some input as far as, uh, you know, how, how the veterans are, accum- are, are, are accommodated at the, at the game and stuff. Uh, so uh, this this year's game in Philadelphia, um, weather seems okay. Uh, 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 what what do you think, guys? Running game, passing game, mo- mo- mostly running as it has in the past. What do you think? I think there's going to be seventy five passes thrown in the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be maybe in warm ups. <laughs> You know, it, it, we know the two teams know what the other's going to do, right? You know, it's, you know what they're going to do. It, it, usually it's one way, right, when an academy plays a game, right, where, you know, their offense, you know, they're going to run it. The defense knows they've got to figure it out. This is both ways, right, both Army and Navy. That's why it's those little differences, what little trick plays. Navy's been known for some trick plays over the years. And, you know, what, what trick plays or what, you know, turnover, big play is going to determine it. That's how I look at it. Well, Army yeah, has I, quite the uh, quite the running game uh, this year. Even with the uh, with the quarterback for Army, he's uh, he's uh, quite the runner. He is. He is. And Army's used you know three quarterbacks and three different quarterbacks have started or played significantly. And a fourth has really seen more action as the years gone on. He's really the future at quarterback. But I, I think we're going to see a lot of Tyre Tyler on Saturday, and he's run the ball tremendously and. You know, it's interesting, the UMass game, he had three touchdowns and 100 yards in just under a half, came out of the game, and, and you kind of realized you weren't going to see him the rest of the game because Army had the game at hand, and, and nothing was going to be chance for him heading into the Navy game. So, yeah, Tyre will definitely be a big key for Army on Saturday. Right, and I know that Navy has one of the top, top linebackers uh, in the country playing right now. Well, I mean, we've got uh, John Marshall has been a fantastic, he was an unanimous uh, first-team all-conference player in the American Athletic Conference. And our rushing defense has basically been in the top eight uh, for most of the season. So you, you've got the traditional football, two immovable objects. I mean, you've got Army with its patented strong running game, and it's more than just the quarterback. I mean, they've got a great sledgehammer in Jacoby Buchanan uh, at the fullback spot, and they've always performed well on the offensive line. That's been the consistent thing since – uh, Jeff Munkin took over. Their offensive line's execution has been uh, terrific and really presented Navy with a much greater challenge uh, than it did during those years uh, where Navy went on the long winning streak. And uh, Navy's defense, you know, the, sure, on paper, they've got the fifth uh, best rushing defense in the country. But uh, in this game, Army cares nothing about Navy's ranking in terms of rushing defense. It comes down to a manhood issue. Uh, coming up on Saturday, who blocks better, who tackles better uh, as they play this game in a shoebox coming up on Saturday. Wow. I, I mean, I'm, I, I can't wait to, uh, to, watch the, to, to watch the game. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that both of you are, are planning for strong showings on both teams. And sounds like a, a little mistake either way may, uh, may, may prove the, dif- the, the difference uh, between, the, be, between the two teams. Uh, um, and the weather's supposed to most supposed to be nice, I think. So you're going to have a a nice fair fair game. And is there anything more exciting than watching the uh, cadets and the midshipmen walk in before the game? Watching on television, I can't imagine what it's going to be like to see it in person. Could you could you two gentlemen describe what what it feels like to 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 watch that scenario? 
Well, it takes you know it takes some time, and and that's so good because you you see the formations coming, and you know each uh, company is is announced as they come into the stadium. And my favorite part, and obviously being partial, the Army, but when everyone, uh, when all the cadets have finished marching, and the public address announcer has the you know the famous line, "Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Corps of Cadets." And then they, you know, all stand at attention, then turn around, all stand at attention. That's that's my favorite part of the march on. Nothing like watching 4,400 people in step with each other, precision personified as the attention to detail we talk about all the time. It's what separates Army and Navy from, obviously, a lot of the civilian schools. It's the attention to detail, the small stuff, because, as we know, not only on the football field, but one day on the battlefield, attention to detail is the difference between you winning and maybe somebody losing their life. And I think that's why the the teachings and the leadership skills that are taught at both Army and Navy, uh, you know, set these schools apart and set these young people apart because they're willing to pay attention to every detail from the way they're dressed, from the way that they walk, the you know, following the person in front of them. Uh, it's something that they practice weekly uh, at each institution to see 4,400 people enter a stadium uh, in unison with each other like that uh, is just extraordinary. And quite frankly, it's breathtaking to watch. And Rich and I have watched them do it over and over again. We've seen it a, a, a hundred times. I can't even imagine what it's like for someone that takes in an Army or Navy game for the first time uh, and gets to, to see uh, that type of pageantry when 8,800 people uh, will nearly walk perfectly into the stadium as uh, taught and uh, as expected coming up on Saturday afternoon. Wow. I mean, what a picture you just painted. What a, what a picture you just painted. It's, uh, it gives us cause, and that's why uh, we're so lucky to have them uh, as the future leaders of our, our armed forces and... Uh, you know, with this type of training, um, uh, you, you know, it it, it 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 brings out the hidden, um, I, I think one of the hidden aspects of sports is the teamwork and what you learn to depend on your, your, your brother and sister uh, uh, in the battlefield or in the sports field. It, there's, a, there's a huge similarity that I see in the, in the dependence on each other and how much of this game will the players take forward with them and remember as they go through the rest of their careers? Will any of them forget it, Forget the day? No, no doubt. I don't I mean, think I so. Say. I mean, all you have to do is listen to the alumni when they come back. Look at all the alumni. Rich can tell you. I mean, the, the, the alumni that we come across weekly uh, at our games, even on the road, you know, we run into uh, alums from our respective schools and you know in a week like this, uh, all of them that are able are reaching out to former uh, teammates, to the coaching staff, uh, and to other people, just to, even if it's just a short word of encouragement, uh, trying to lend a, uh, you know, a, a piece of positivity to them as they get prepared uh, for the biggest game uh, that these kids will play each and every season at their respective institutions. Yeah, it's interesting, and you know, Pete mentioned it, and, and I'll tell you what, and I – I can, you know, for a fact, you know, you meet a lot of people in your travels, you know, whether you're on vacation or whatever, you know, maybe I'm wearing 
piece of Army clothing, and you, you run into a lot of graduates, more than you would know, right, or out there. And, you know, they'll ask me what I do. I'll say I work in the athletic department. And, you know, whether – and these are just cadets, not necessarily athletes. They will always bring up what their record was against Navy <laughs> in football. <laughs> you know, we won we – won, we only won one. It was my first of the year, you know, or yeah. we, we – you know, it was two and two. So it's like, you know, when you're a cadet, whether you're – you know, how engaged you are following the game, the X's and O's, this, that, or the other, like, you know, your record against the other Academy in football. And I, and I find that interesting how often that will come up. Um, and just voluntarily, just in conversation, oh, we were, we're three and one against maybe all oh, one and three lost all four years, won all four years. So it's, uh, that's, uh, that, that's something that's telling when you, when you run into someone who happens to be a graduate of, of one of the two academies. Well, and, for, and for a while there, Navy was wearing the uh, wearing the big shoes there, but uh, Army's come back uh, the last couple of years, so we'll see uh, we'll see which way the uh, trend goes. Uh, I'm I'm real excited to, uh, to to watch the game. I I don't know which is more uh, thrilling to look forward to the the game itself or the entryway that you folks just described. Uh, I mean, the play-by-play of the match is uh, is just as incredible, I think, as as the uh, the, the wing T formations that we might see. Well, I mean, and and you'll obviously get to see it in person next year with the game being in Foxborough. And, and Rich and I talk about this an awful lot. USAA has done an amazing job trying to even further advance the Army Navy game and making it America's game, and with the sponsorship to. Uh, allow this game to be a standalone only game on national TV coming up on Saturday. The entire nation uh, will watch it. The television ratings tell you that people are watching it, and it's not just the people connected with Army uh, and the people connected with Navy. And that's the beauty of these two great institutions and uh, a sponsor like USAA who uh, is, you know, helping just like you all do. I mean, you, you all, you know, help further veterans' causes. Um, you know, every week on your show, even if it's a small piece of information that helps a veteran somehow, some way, uh, you know, you all have done, you know, what you set out to do on your show each week. USAA this year, in its 100th year, you know, they have refurbished 100 vehicles for veterans, many of them who come home uh, wounded, have special needs, have families that they still have to care for, and USAA has stepped forward. Uh, and refurbished 100 vehicles. Tomorrow they will make a special presentation, one to an Army veteran and one to a Navy veteran, um, you know, to complete the process. And Brian Dawkins, the former Philadelphia Eagle, Jason Witten, the former Dallas Cowboy, uh, will make those presentations. But it's, it's what USAA has done as they, the primary sponsor to further the education about this game and to further uh, the promotion uh, of this game. I mean, Rich and I, by the time we're done, we'll be in Philadelphia for three days, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, because the first two days, um, you know, we're here on behalf of USAA, you know, trying to promote this beautiful game uh, to the rest of the country uh, in hopes that people will uh, watch these great student athletes coming up on Saturday. Well, I can tell you, uh, Rich and Pete, I'm a Navy vet over 50 years ago, served, and I don't watch a lot of college ball, but I know where I'll be on Saturday. It's be sitting there right in the living room watching that this amazing game that gets played every year. So, 
and I know where I will be. I'll be sitting in the club level seats cheering on oh. Army for a win. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very, very, you know, and, and, and uh, Pete and Rich, just so you know, I mean, we got Billy here that's obviously a little slandered, but uh, our, our brother Justin here is a is a, a Navy guy. He's a submariner from the from the Vietnam War, and uh, our, our brother Chuck over here is a tanker from the, uh, you know, with one of the, his unclaims to fame was being at uh, the unfortunate uh, Beirut bombing, and we have a um, uh, an honor uh, of of the Beirut. We have a salute to Beirut every every year on October twenty third, uh, lest we never forget that uh, the, the 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 affair that a lot of people never knew about. Never mind, forget it. They they they. So we. Uh, you know, we, we, we thank you for your for bringing the, the act of patriotism to the forefront. I think the last couple of years, uh, gentlemen, that, uh, you know, there's been some trying times. Uh, and, and hopefully we can escape uh, uh, some of these times and, and, and watch the future leaders of our country uh, uh, just play their hearts out. And, guys, I thank you uh, for... for you know, devoting what you've done to 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 the to your uh, to your respective schools and and keep it up. And uh, what are your what are your final words as our uh, as the clock on the wall says you need to 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 fulfill some other uh, responsibilities? But guys, uh, Pete, Rich, what what do you what do you think uh, for your last words for tonight for our audience? Oh, nope. Number one, thank you for having us. I look forward to this every year. You guys are what it's all about, right? And but your fandom, your service, love it. And Army by a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Richard, look, Rich and I are, we are prophets every year. We tell people across the country every year, this is going to be a very close game. And it proves out to be that every service academy game does whether it's Air Force, Army, Air Force, Navy, Army, Navy, these games are close because the athletes are very close in stature, speed to each other. And, you know, it's usually one great player, one mistake that makes a difference uh, in the game for each side. But the great part about it is, is you're going to have over 100 young men on each side at the end of the day that are going to walk out and honor each other as institutions, alma maters, and those seniors are going to be part of the greatest fighting force in the world upon graduation coming up in May. And that's what you end up seeing at the very end of the game. And I hope the people that see the game, watching it on TV or watching it in the stadium, uh, really truly appreciate and understand um, you know, just exactly uh, what they're going to watch on Saturday. Well, guys, thank you very much. Thanks so much to USAA for once again bringing this uh, great event. And, excuse me, over the course of the year, you know, let's not wait just uh, you know, for th- for this weekend to have you on, you know, we'd be more than happy to have you on, uh, you know, September or October to lead up a little bit. Uh, maybe one of your teams might have a good game or whatever. You can beat your chest a little bit, and uh, we'll start banging the drums in uh, September when the season starts and build it up to a huge crescendo. It's a, I'll call it Schaefer Stadium. Where is it? Gillette. 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 Oh. <laughs> So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Stay warm. I hope it's nice and warm and comfortable for you. And uh, I got to say, um, go Navy. Go Navy. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Go Army. (laughs) 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 Thanks an awful lot, uh, uh, guys. We'll, uh, We'll be listening on Saturday for sure. 
But, uh, Thank Larry, you. thanks an awful lot for uh, engineering that. Why don't we uh, take a, a, a break, and uh, we'll come back with this uh, this story that uh, we ran on uh, uh, this morning on uh, on, on uh, WATD. Take it away, Larry. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here. Uh, as we just got through uh, talking to uh, Rich and Pete, the announcers for this, uh, this weekend's... Um, uh, Army-Navy football spectacular uh, with the country watching. But uh, before we get back to that, we're going to talk to Billy from uh, Boston Scientific about uh, his view of the game. But before we do that, uh, uh, lest we uh, forget, uh, this week uh, was a special anniversary, uh, uh, 81 years since uh, uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And uh, uh, we uh, ran this story today, uh, WATD's Gil Johnston uh, has, has more about this uh, about today's uh, event. Director of Veteran Services Karen Paulette says it's important to stop and reflect on the bravery of those who served. Um, well, every year we do a short ceremony in honor of Pearl Harbor Day. It's just important to remember those who were surprised on that day, and it was the beginning of World War II, and it, and it really was a catalyst to how we are free today. Town Administrator Michael Moresco says that these services are a great way to ensure that people never forget. Just that, you know, people take a moment today to think about all of those young men and women that were killed in Pearl Harbor and think of the sacrifices of our World War II veterans. And if you're lucky enough to uh, bump into one of them to, uh, you know, say thank you and and talk to them and express uh, your appreciation for their ultimate sacrifice. It's been 81 years since the attack. We're losing, uh, you know, the greatest part of that generation. There are very few World War II veterans alive today uh, who gave the ultimate sacrifice, I mean, to, you know, stop, uh, you know, the Germans uh, from advancing and to protect freedom all uh, around the world, not just here in the United States, but freedoms across Europe and, and in other countries. The attack on Pearl Harbor occurred on Sunday, December 7th, 1941. In Marshfield, Jill Johnston, WATD News. Thanks, Larry, and thanks, uh, thanks, Gil, for putting that together. Yes, it was uh, 81 years ago today, and uh, I know that we have uh, uh, our engineer had some personal experiences with his uh, with his members of his family that were there, and uh, the, uh, the the quietness, Larry, that uh, you talked about that they that they really spoke of that day, but uh, little by little you, you, you heard about the horrors of that day. Uh, you weren't allowed to ask. No. It was never talked, and I, I asked my grandfather. My father almost fell out of the chair when he wouldn't stop talking about it because he was never asked, and then people just didn't talk about it. But he did, and he sent me some materials, and his story was tailored down to, to a 10-year-old at the time. But his story was also repeated by the other guy that was on the USS Arizona standing next to him and jumped off the ship with him. And that was uh, Donald Stratton, who passed away, I think, last year uh, in Den Washington, D.C. The, um, he was on the Arizona. They yeah, were on they the were Arizona. on the Arizona. The ironic thing is so weren't some uncles and nephews of uh, my grandfather's, too. My grandfather was the only uh, Nelson to get off the ship alive. And uh, Donald Stratton, in, in an um, interview somewhere, he talked about how he was coming up below decks coming up to join my grandfather to set up chairs for a ceremony that was going to happen on, on the, the ship. And he passed uh, one of my uh, grandfather's nephews or cousins who was in the infirmary and said good morning and 
went upstairs and was the last time we ever saw him alive. Wow. They dove off wow. the ship and they swam over to Ford's Island. I mean, he says we came up in flames and, and soot and, and smoke and all the other stuff that was going on. And they were helping guys get out of the water, get into infirmaries and, and such. And then from there, it just, you know, just continued through the Navy and, and um, was down in Newport. He taught at the academy down there and he went back to uh, Hawaii to retire. Well, that's a, that's a heck of a story, and yeah. and they then then took over and became the world's greatest generation. Yeah, I met a guy who had an Arizona hat on, and I said, "Where can I get one of those?" He says, "You can't." Ooh. And I went. My grandfather was on the ship, and he just he just turned. And then that was it. That was there was no conversation after. Wow. So now well, I have three of the hats. I have uh, hats that were his, and one I found in a secondhand store. Believe it or not. Not too long ago. So wow. I took that hat a few years ago and went down to the Big Mamie down in uh, Fall River where they did a uh, reef ceremony down there. And everybody's looking at my hat and said, what ship were you on? And they're looking at the hat and they're looking at me and it's grandfather, grandfather. <laughs> but they're renaming, they're naming a submarine, the, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, they just laid the keel that. for that. Yeah, it, down... Uh, EB, Rhode think, Island is yeah, it? I think it's no EB. I think it's going to be where she's going to come out of. Yeah. EB. So, what's EB? Uh, out of uh, Groton. Uh, Groton. Okay. Connect, down down to Connecticut. Electric so. boat. Yep. Yeah. They just uh, just laid the keel I, for that. I follow the family of Donald Stratton. I, I never got to meet the guy, which is one of those things that you, you've got to meet these people before they go. You got to yeah. hear the stories. But I've heard his stories over the years, and his Facebook page is still up and running and stuff. And so they've been posting about that submarine. So that uh, you know, it kind of took me. When I, you know, I was like, wow. But there were uh, many sh- other ships, I believe, with the name Arizona before. Um, the the, the DB39, I think it was, the Arizona. I know, I think it was 39. The hats, I can see pictures of my brain. But uh, there were other ships before that. And the Arizona had been r- retrofitted uh, many times because it, it was an older ship, you know, going into 1940. So it had been just been overhauled, I think, just before World War II. Wow. Well, and that opened uh, that opened the floodgates uh, for 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 this country to 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 uh, uh, just really get back to uh, just mobilize. Show what we and, can do. And the women of, of America that uh, uh, built the Hingham shipyard across the river from my house, and the welders that were in place, and the and the sacrifices everybody made to uh, uh, to really save the world. I mean, if if we hadn't joined forces with uh, uh, England and France and Australia and our other allies, God knows it would be. We we I don't think we'd be broadcasting about uh, with all the freedoms that we have here today. So it's a, uh, it's um, just a just we'll remember. We'll 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 not forget here. And that's 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 the thing. Every generation of veterans needs to continue that. Uh, I, I can't even conceive how in the future that a generation of veterans who served will be forgotten. I mean, it's just, how how can you allow that to happen? So I know our organization is never again with one generation you of are veterans. Ve- you are, uh, Vietnam, is yep, that's Vietnam our, Veterans Association. Uh, yeah, of America. That's our national motto is never again with one generation of veterans abandon another. And we've carried that to the Desert Storm, Beirut. We've, we've made sure that when those veterans came home, that they were treated with respect and honor, and I think that tradition needs to be carried on. And I just participated uh, in Rhode Island at the CB base uh, for the s- December 7th, and there were no W-2 guys there. It was Vietnam vets. It was one uh, Korean vet, but 
you know, we have to make sure that we, you know, it, it, we cannot forget those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. No. I mean, this country uh, is one percent of us have served, and um, the ninety-nine percent needs to make sure that they they understand that uh, they need to be recognized and honored for that. So, well, and I'm I'm happy to say that that in remembrance, uh, five, six, seven years ago, I think Chuck will remember we did the the the, the trilogy. The three-show uh, special we did on Vietnam that ran five shows. Five, yeah, I was going to say, went five. Yeah, you know, that's a Lithuanian trilogy, you know, five weeks. But <laughs> we're going to repeat it. In March. The famous Mike Cunningham is making his return appearance here at uh, uh, Veterans Voice after a couple of years of uh, uh, being the world's greatest POW MIA uh, uh, supporter out there and uh, the month of March uh, Justin and I had talked about we're going to uh, dedicate to, uh, to to telling the story right. and and we're only going to do a tri- we'll start it we'll try to do it in three uh, in, in three issues uh, but you know Chuck every every time we say well we, we got to continue once Mike starts talking uh, we'll go in five. Oh, just get out of the way <laughs> yeah He's, We're going he's, five. Oh, he's 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 such a great orator, and he's such not a BS guy, and and uh, he, he he we we want to use him a little bit now because one of the things that he did was he he had a problem and and he carried it around for years, and then one day he wrote a couple of sentences, then he wrote a couple more sentences. And pretty soon it was a chapter, and then it was a book, and he said once he finished that first book, he took the worries and the problems that he had carried for the last 25 years, took them off his shoulder, put them in the book, and slid it in the desk, and he was, he was free of that, of that burden. Was he not, Chuck? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what we are now doing this month at uh, uh, on December 23rd, we're bringing down to the VA hospital in Brockton uh, enough notebooks, pens, and papers uh, for two for the 200 veterans living there, domiciled there, to write us something. Write anything. It doesn't matter. Write us a story. Write us a sentence about your service, about not... Whatever you want to write, but what we're going to try to do is encourage them to 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 get it out a little bit, and and with their permission, we're we're going to be reading some of their some of their letters uh, on air, uh, just to kind of tell their story a little bit, let them, let them know what 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 they're feeling. Maybe they'll tell us what they need. Right. You you, you know maybe nobody asked them that before, uh, but let them know they're not forgotten. And that their thoughts and words are are important. So we're 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 going to be doing that on the twenty third. Uh, is our ongoing, uh, you know, uh, veterans uh, awareness campaign. You know, Billy, you and I have been doing this for four or five years now, since your girls were little little peanuts. They were like little snails when we met. <laughs> you know, giving away coats to vets. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, it the, the battle doesn't go on. The, the mission doesn't go on, you know. We 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 address a lot of issues, but everyone we address, there's more to come. And you know, I, I just met Bill tonight, but uh, I have to uh, really give him uh, credit because his company is very supportive of veterans, uh, recruiting him and, and retaining him. And I think, uh, 
you know, we need to see more businesses like uh, Acumenics go out and. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, Boston, uh, Boston Scientific. Scientific. Boston right. Scientific. Boston yeah. Scientific. Yeah. No. What, what do you think your percentage of veterans employees there is built? Do you have an idea? That's a great question. Uh, I I don't have a, a statistic per se, but um, I would say just at the site that that I'm at in in Quincy, we have. I mean, all the guys that came out to. To the event at Pageant Field, sure. you know, fifteen, twenty, yeah, I mean, at least. Well, uh, of that group alone, you know, I'd say more than half of them were vets. Sure, nice. And so vets feel comfortable there. So you use this bill to to talk about Boston Scientific a little bit. What's it like to be there? Would a veteran feel comfortable there? We actually just had an event where um, it was called the honor uh, the honor track, and we had thirty four. Special Forces, um, soldiers, airmen, Marines, and they came in and they're on that that cusp of transition. And so they wanted to understand what's it like, um, what do I need to do, how how do I qualify, basically get experiences from, from you know, guys like we have at the site. Yep. And it was an amazing event where we sat and we just had a round table and they just peppered us with questions and we had a few canned questions about that that feeling of transition that we all went through and you know if you take yourself back to when you were in those shoes i was an artillery officer what what am i going to do yeah what am i going to do in the in the in the free world uh with (laughs) cannons rockets and missile fire right um but (laughs) the common denominator is leadership yes right that every single one of those individuals that walked in that room had a thread that uh is unique and i don't think you I'm biased, but I think um, the military and service, regardless of what branch you're in, um, that closeness, that brotherhood that you that you build, you gain, you respect, um, you carry that with you once you're once you're wearing, uh, you know, you shed the greens or, or the blues, and uh, you put on a suit and tie, it's still there. Well, and Chuck talks a lot about that, you know, the the the. Um displacement of the vet when they come out and the camaraderie that they lose you know when 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 they get discharged seems like that camaraderie carries on now once once they get to be a member of Boston Scientific yeah we have all different types of groups um, within our diversion uh, diversity and inclusivity group um, we call them ERGs employee resource groups so we have um, a young professional network we have a woman's network but one that that I sponsor is veterans, and so you don't have to be a veteran to be part of that group. But we that's how we connected basically sure. our two organizations. Yeah. But we have such a very um, I would say foundation of veterans that want to help others, and that's really brought more and more people within the organization close to that ERG and then us out into the community. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Uh, with that, let's uh, take our last break here, Larry. Why don't you take us away and uh, we'll wrap up with the fourth quarter of tonight's uh, way, 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 way too short show. We could have talked to uh, Pete and Rich for another uh, for another hour, but uh, Larry, take it away as we uh, honor uh, all of those uh, 3,000 uh, service members that uh gave their lives uh, at Pearl Harbor. Take it away, Larry. We'll be back after these messages.
Thanks, Lad. You know, and looking back, I, I think that listening to Taps and remembering the folks at Pearl Harbor that we can celebrate the fact that this country just went through a peaceful election. We're going to have the peaceful transition of power from winners to losers. We're all going to shake hands. We're going to go on. And, and that what makes this country the greatest country, we're all so lucky to be here. And uh, it's because of uh, the half a million plus uh, that gave their lives during World War II, World War One, Countless 100,000 in Korea, 58,000 names on your wall down in uh, uh, Fall River. Uh, the, the six or eight or 10,000 uh, Desert Storm and and the various conflicts, uh, boy, there's, there's so many that have paid that sacrifice, and uh, we salute you and honor you, and uh, we all also want to honor your families and the survivors that uh, uh, we were just talking to the ladies, uh, the two VSOs in Marshfield today, and uh, they said about a year ago they started a, a spouse's survivor's group and they started with two or three people at their office and grew to three or four to four or five now they have to rent the Elks Hall every week there's 32 members of their organization they meet every week and they sit in jibba jabba Jack you know about that oh yeah you you know so they're uh, they're 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 employing your coffee and and having a meeting about nothing but just to be together I think that's so important we just went over 3,000 military honors that my group has performed and we just buried one of our own uh, uh, Chief Boatswain's mate 81 year old guy Frank Bobeck what an amazing man and uh, unfortunately his wife is having a real tough time uh, with the loss after 50 something years of marriage so uh, I'm going to take that information and bring that back to our VSO and see if she can uh, put together a group. Because, maybe uh, she, maybe that lady would like to attend. Yeah, that come to Marshfield. Yeah, or 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 start one in that area, that South Coast, where they really need it. And uh, I, and and I yeah. see that the last few years we've lost quite a few. Uh, again, the Vietnam vet guys are going. I've seen that quite a few with some of my guys and their family that's left behind, and they really yeah. need that. Yeah, they really need it. Yeah. Well, we all do. We we all we all could use that hand on your shoulder every once in a while just to say, uh, yeah, we, we got you and we understand, and we understand. You know, Greg, no matter how many times you hear that taps, I, I, it's still, I still get choked on it. Yeah. We're, we're doing a funeral. Yep. It's, it's just, just amazing. It, it is amazing. But, uh, uh, Billy, I want to thank you so much for, for carrying the torch for uh, West Point tonight. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, your, your, your prejudice show through just like I wanted it to. <laughs> That's you, great. We need to show up on Saturday. Oh, you have some passion, you know? You have some passion. So uh, good luck and thanks for uh, Boston Scientific being there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have you back again to support us at the uh, at the festival. And, uh, you know, want to have you help us a little bit more with the Parkinson's uh, efforts that, that we're undergoing. And I know you folks are one of the world leaders in. So uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for bringing in your two beautiful girls. And uh, you guys are welcome here anytime. Thanks for having us. Oh, of course, anytime. And uh, Chuck, it's great to have you back, brother. Uh, and it's getting to that time, unfortunately, getting towards the end of the night. Time for the clock to speak <clears throat> to all the veterans out there. All right. So what do they call it? The silly season? Start getting some... Uh, 
some thoughts maybe you shouldn't be having. Times have been tough. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Don't listen to those thoughts. Listen to what's in your heart. Listen to your family. Look at them. They love you and you love them. Don't take the don't take the quick way out. Fight it. You've been on a mission. Continue the mission. You need to talk to somebody. Call 988. Call the Veterans Crisis Line. They're there 24-7. Nobody's going to answer the phone and say, can you hold on? You're going to talk to somebody the minute you call. Just talk to somebody. You don't have to go it alone. There are dedicated professionals at that number that want to help you get through the dark times, let you know that you can continue on with the mission with the help. And we all need some help once in a while. Again, call 988 at the prompt press 1 talk to the people that care about you reach out you earned it you deserve it again get through Christmas get through the first of the year keep on going again 988 at the prompt press 1 thanks Chuck welcome back and uh, welcome everybody uh and, and we wish you uh, all to have a nice, safe week. We'll be back next week with uh, an, another great show. Uh, so uh, we thank uh, Boston Scientific, Billy, for coming in, Justin. Gino, welcome back, brother. Good to Good have to you here. healthy. Thank you. Good to have you healthy, Chuck. Thank you so much. Larry, great job as always. And uh, we'll be back next week with another chapter of uh, our Veteran Voice. Take care, everybody, and stay warm. Can you tell me where he's gone? He 